for those of you in the sanctuary this morning, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to do a Bible marathon today, all right? And so we're going to take you a lot of places with the help of the Lord. And uh, I have to be honest with you this morning, I was going to, uh, I was, I was going to preach something totally different. Uh, I worked hard at it, and I thought this is really the mind of the Lord. And then when I walked in this morning, uh, like I didn't have enough stuff trying to do anyway, the Lord kind of changed my direction. And uh, so I pulled some notes real quick and uh, and said, "Okay, God, here we go." So, so this is this is so fresh; it's not even off the press yet. All right, so. So we'll see where it ends up. So I'm totally dependent upon the leading of the Lord. Uh, like I said, I, I've got just a few notes in front of me today. Uh, but I want to I take us uh, on a journey, if the Lord would help me, uh, because I do believe that we are in a very unique time. As I say often, uh, we are in a time that is very turbulent, meaning this. It's a time of great agitation. It's a time of... Of, of violence and aggression that is really not been known uh, to our generation in, in, in the manner. I, I, I saw a news report even this morning, uh, a 71-year-old man died uh, overnight of the wounds that he had received from being beat with a hammer about six days ago for no apparent reason. Uh, I could stand here and tell you for the next hour uh, about violence, about just unwarranted attacks of all sorts upon humanity. Uh, you can go an hour any direction, and you are in a war zone from right where we live. Sometimes uh, we don't know how blessed we are to be in a small community. I know we have our challenges. Uh, but I can take you 60 miles any direction and you are going to experience uh, a different world than what you know here. Uh, and we have to be aware of the time that we're in. But in everything that's going on, what is probably most disturbing to me as a pastor, as someone that has given their life uh, to the cause of Christ and to try to share the gospel and do, a, do what God has put in our heart to do. One of the most disturbing things for me as I stand before you today is uh, the fact that I see the condition of the lives of men and women that profess to be men and women of faith, but yet they still live in such lack. They still live in such hardship. They live in such turmoil. And I don't say that in a judgmental fashion today, but I just want you to understand this morning that there is more than what we presently have. But we often disqualify the things that God has for us by our behavior. Now, this may be a little more teaching than preaching this morning, and, 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 and I had a fiery message that I was going to preach. I said, I'm going to go out of here. It might be my last message I get to preach to him. I want to be uh, uh, revivalistic. You know, I, want to, I just want to ignite their fire today. And then the Lord comes and says, I want you to bring instruction. So I've learned after all of these years to try to do that. Uh, so I want to begin in Psalms 133 this morning. I want to share that with you. And if the Lord would help me, for a few moments, I want to talk to you today about the abandoned blessing. The abandoned blessing. Uh, Psalms 133, as you're turning there. Beginning in verse number one, three verses in this chapter. We'll just read this, uh, read these three verses this morning. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments in the dew of Hermon as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Notice 
verse number three, the latter part of it, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. To command simply means to direct with specific authority, to exercise authority. We find that in this passage of Scripture that the Lord is very clear, and he simply says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is in this current hour today that the people of God must not only awaken to the call of God and the commission of God, but we today must awaken to the principles of God in our life. We know today, according to Proverbs 4 and 7, that wisdom is the principal thing. Then when we're getting wisdom, we also are to get understanding. Now, if we are to be men and women of wisdom and understanding, it means that we are men and women uh, that have a general knowledge of what God's Word is concerning our lives and concerning how we are to live it out, which leads us to the place Notice with me, if you have wisdom, if you have understanding, you will never have a problem with unity because wisdom and understanding takes you into a place of unity with your father as well as one another. Unity is not an option, but it is a requirement for the body of Christ in order to walk with the blessing and the favor of God. We find there, with the Bible's very clear, Paul in his writing to the church at Corinth, he simply tells us that we are many members making up one body. And we know that Christ is the head of that body. But Scripture tells us uh, that unity uh, is the very thing that changes the atmosphere uh, of a family, of a church, of a community, and even a nation. We find today that the, the violence and the discourse that we find in the United States of America is the direct linkage from a nation that is out of unity. It's out of unity with one another. It's out of unity with the will of God. And therefore, we find every time in history, I don't care how far back in history you go, when you begin to walk this thing out, every time that you find men beginning to go contrary to the Word of God and they began to exalt themselves and build their own kingdom, we find turbulent times. But then we find that it is in turbulent times that God always takes inventory and God begins to step in and alter things uh, so that his ultimate plan will be fulfilled. Now, I have a lot of things I want to try to get to this morning, so please stay with me. We find uh, that in Psalms 133, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, for it is like the precious ointment. That was poured, and we know the story of where where Aaron was anointed to be priest, and the oil ran down from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. The the, the anointing uh, oil that was poured upon him uh, is symbolic to the anointing that we have by and through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the impartation of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Uh, but we today find uh, that it is where unity is that the Lord commands the blessing. That's why it is so important for us not to get balled, uh, tied up into a lot of the things that's been presented to us. I am so thankful for technology. I'm so thankful that we can go to the ends of the earth today in a manner that we've never done. So I'm not coming against that. But there is a push today, and we've seen it for the last 14, 15 months, uh, where everything is essential except for the house of God. That is simply a strategic attack of the enemy because the enemy knows that when God's people come together and are unified, touching any one thing, that God is in the midst of it. Now, I'm so thankful for the audience that we have through social media. And I understand that sometimes you're not able to be in the house of the Lord. And that's a perfect tool to use for those situations. But it is never to be used as a substitute uh, for us coming together and being the men and women of God. 
Because can I tell you, yes, you can feel the presence of God or you can hear and get touched uh, through the lens of the camera. I'm not against that. But there's nothing like being in the presence uh, of fellow brothers and sisters uh, unified in the presence of God uh, with the Holy Ghost present in the room. Uh, That is when chains are broken. Uh, That's when strongholds are broken. Uh, And you and I today can never allow the enemy uh, to get us to believe uh, that well it's okay can I tell you uh, this is a this is a proven fact uh, if you have a hundred sheep uh, and only one of them is wandering around all by itself uh, the wolf is going to take the one he's not going to take the 99 uh, and while you're sitting in an isolated place uh, you might be hearing things uh, you might be seeing things uh, you may even be desiring the things of God uh, but you have put yourself in a compromised position uh, where the enemy then can come uh, and begin to steal and destroy uh, and bring things into your life that was never supposed to be. Uh, The commanded blessing uh, comes uh, to where there is a place of unity. Uh, I'm not talking about just in this manner, uh, but I'm talking about uh, in our spirit. Uh, We have got to be men and women uh, that understand that the enemy uh, would love to divide Uh, He would love to bring uh, uncertainty. Uh, He would love to bring doubt. Uh, He would love to make you and I look across the room uh, or to look at the church across town uh, and begin to say, well, they have this going on or they have that going on or that's this or that. Listen, uh, always trying to put people against each other. Uh, You cannot give place to that as men and women of God. Uh, But you today have to realize uh, that none of us have arrived. All of us have failures. Uh, All of us have shortcomings. Uh, None of us has ever reached the pinnacle. Uh, So don't be so judgmental uh, when you see somebody doing something that doesn't live up to your standard. Uh, If you're going to put everybody up and turn them up against your standard, uh, then you're becoming religious. Uh, The Bible is very clear. Uh, He said, if there is a weaker brother among you, uh, restore them uh, in gentleness, uh, in meekness, Bring them to a place uh, where you can begin to love on them. uh, Meaning this, the Lord is saying, uh, you cannot allow anything uh, to destroy the unity uh, of my bride. Uh, Listen, my friend, uh, we have got to get to a place where we understand uh, it is the Lord that blesses. uh, And you and I today needs the blessing of the Lord. Uh, We do not need the approval of men, uh, but we do need the blessing of the Lord. Uh, Number 6, 24 through 27, uh, it says, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. Uh, The Lord make his face shine upon thee uh, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Uh, And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel uh, and I will bless them. Uh, Can I tell you the reason that Israel uh, is still in existence today uh, is because man cannot destroy what God blesses. Right now, we've we witnessed in the last few weeks uh, thousands of rockets were shot in uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, why isn't the place utterly wiped off the map? You could say, well, it's because of the Iron Dome, or it's because of this, uh, or it's because of their security forces. Uh, that may be part of it, uh, but the reason they're still existing today uh, is because the Lord says, I bless them. Uh, I put my name there, uh, and no man is going to destroy them. Uh, can I remind you, uh, he has done the same thing for the church, uh, and the only reason you're still standing today uh, is because the Lord says I blessed you Uh, I put my blood upon you Uh, I've anointed you for such a time as this. Uh, Listen uh, don't you allow the enemy to destroy your life. Uh, Don't you allow him to keep you from the blessing Uh, but today can I tell you uh, I see men and women continually uh, in a place of struggle and unrest uh, and lack uh, because they are abandoning the blessing. Uh, It's not because God doesn't love you. Uh, It's not because because God doesn't want to bring increase in your life. Uh, it's because your behavior, uh, you're talking about people. You got a bad attitude. Uh, you're doing this and you're doing that. Uh, listen, uh, God isn't going to bless that. Uh, but God says, I will 
bless those uh, that walk in unity. Uh, you and I today need to understand Leviticus 25, uh, 17 through 21. Uh, he says, you shall not therefore oppress one another, uh, but thou shalt fear thy God, meaning you shall reverence God. Uh, Lord your God, uh, wherefore ye shall do my statutes, uh, keep my commandments and do them, uh, and ye shall dwell in the land in safety, uh, and the land shall yield her, few, uh, her fruit, uh, and ye shall eat your field, uh, and dwell therein safely. Uh, and, if you, and if you shall say, uh, what shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Uh, then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, uh, and it shall bring forth uh, for three years. Meaning this, uh, if you walk in unity to my word, uh, if you keep my commandments uh, in my statue, uh, there is a year in your life, uh, there's a seed in your life uh, that when you get to that uh, you're not going to have to plan anymore uh, because I'm going to bless what you just did uh, and it's going to be something that doesn't just sustain you in the present uh, but it will sustain you in the years to come. Uh, Israel was simply saying well how are we going to do this uh, when they was talking about the commandments uh, and the statues of what they were supposed to do concerning their land. Uh, he was simply saying I want you to work and harvest and till the land for six years but in the seventh year uh, you got to let it ray, lay in rest. Uh, don't want you to do anything. And they said, well, how are we going to do that? Uh, we've never had increase like that before. Uh, but God said, uh, if you'll walk in unity with my word, uh, if you keep my commandments, uh, he said, I'm going to let you do this for six years. Uh, but in the sixth year, uh, I'm going to bless your hands. Uh, I'm going to bless your field. Uh, I'm going to bless everything you touch uh, so that for three years, uh, you're not going to have to really worry about anything. Uh, can I tell you in the midst of everything that's going on, uh, I got to tell somebody this morning, uh, God is about to bless his people uh, in the midst of chaos uh, because they've stayed in unity with him. Uh, and nobody going to understand uh, why everything is rocking and struggling uh, around them. Uh, can I tell you in the midst of inflation, I'm going to be blessed. Uh, in the midst of not knowing me, I'm going to have increase. Uh, in the midst of opposition, uh, I'm going to see the blessings and the favor of God. Uh, why? Uh, it's because I have made a decision uh, that I am going to walk in unity. Uh, I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of God, uh, from the things of God. Uh, why? Uh, it's because please hear me. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8 tells it very clearly. Uh, and it shall come to pass uh, if thou shalt hearken diligently uh, unto the voice of God. Uh, the, uh, the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments uh, which I command thee this day uh, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth uh, and all these blessings shall come on thee uh, and overtake thee uh, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now notice this. Uh, Blessed shall thou be in the city. Uh, blessed shall thou be in the field. Uh, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body uh, and the fruit of thy ground uh, and the fruit of thy cattle, uh, the increase of thy kind uh, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Uh, blessed shall thou be when thou comest in uh, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Uh, the Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee uh, to be smitten before thy face. Uh, they shall come out against thee one way uh, and flee before thee seven ways. Uh, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee uh, in thy storehouses. Uh, why is that important? You and I today must understand uh, the word of the Lord tells us very clearly uh, we are to bring our tithes and offerings to the storehouse, the local church. I'm not talking about money. Don't get nervous. Uh, what I'm saying is this. Uh, if he references the church as a storehouse, uh, then he's going to bless. Uh, he's commanding the blessing on the storehouse. He's commanding the blessing on the church. Uh, the church is not this building, uh, but the church is the men and women that come uh, to the local building. Uh, can I tell you, he's saying, uh, I will command the blessing 
blessing upon the storehouse. What are you talking about, preacher? It is of great importance for us today to understand that it is unity that brings joy to the heart of God. You and I today, we need to understand how important it is when you get out of unity with God. It brings destruction. But when you walk in unity with God, it brings blessing. We today find, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 3, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Can I remind you today, blessed is the peacemaker. Now, when we see everything that's going on in our lives, we see everything that's going on in our nation, there's a righteous indignation that comes up in us. And I understand that. And we say, Lord, if you'd look away, we'd take care of it in about five minutes. Just give us some letters and a couple numbers and some things to go in them and we can, we can fix this is what we think. Certain people understand what I'm talking about. But the reality is we have to be very careful that we don't step in and begin to try to fight a battle that isn't ours. Notice I could tell you many examples of people in Scripture that have walked in a place of disobedience <clears throat> out of unity with God, which then caused them to be out of unity with one another, and everything that was theirs was stripped from them. They found themselves in a place of lack and an absence of authority. We know that Saul was chosen to be king. He stood head and shoulders above everybody in Israel. God blessed him. He was meek. He was, he was never one to look at himself until the Lord begins to give him instructions concerning his enemy. The Lord said, I want you to utterly destroy everything that's in front of you. But he failed to walk in unity with the commandment of God. And we find that the anointing that was upon his life was replaced with an evil spirit from God. And the kingdom was rent from him, and he lost his throne, he lost his place of authority because he stepped out of unity. We find also in the book of Genesis, chapter number 11, several years have went by after the flood, but in Genesis 9, you can read where as Noah and his sons came off of the ark, the Lord said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish the earth. I want you to just, I want you to expand. And he simply says, I want you to cover the earth is what he says. So the process begins. Noah, his three sons, they began to multiply. They began to replenish the earth. They began, you can read chapter 10, you can read throughout all of the genealogy, chapter 11, uh, then you get over into chapter 12. You find that when you begin to read the process, after Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, there's a new beginning, and now his great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren, they've heard the stories, they've They've talked about it. They've sat around tables together. It's been passed on from generation to generation about, oh, how God saved Grandpa Noah, him and his three sons. They rode in this ark, and everything was made new, and now we're spreading and spreading. But all of a sudden, a generation comes, and they get into the plains of Shinar. And all of a sudden, they begin to look around, and they say this, wow. Maybe, maybe we'll just stop right here. Maybe we'll just build us a tower that'll reach into heaven and we'll exalt ourselves. We'll make a name for ourselves. So they began. 
Genesis chapter 11, we find that they begin to walk in complete disobedience to God. Here's what people don't understand. When you read Genesis chapter number 11, it says that God came down and looked at what they were doing. I want to issue a word of warning this morning to the American church. Sometimes God comes down and looks and you don't even know he was there. It's not about what I know or any other pastor knows. It's not about what any other leader knows. It's simply about God knows all. And we've gotten really good in America about putting on faces. We put on faces and let everybody think that we're their friend. And then we walk out and 10 minutes later we're texting about them, lying on them, all kinds of garbage. I would tell you this, I'm just very transparent and honest, we don't do that here. If that's your behavior, this probably won't with the church for you. We don't do that here. Okay? I say that in love. But we've gotten so good about it. But we don't realize as God comes down and takes inventory, God says, when I see that, I can't ignore it. And in Genesis chapter 11, he came down and he saw what they was doing. They was exalting themselves. And can I tell you, Anytime the focus comes off of God and becomes on you, it becomes evil. Because anything that exalts itself is evil when it comes to trying to exalt itself over God. You could talk to Satan about that, and he'll tell you how that worked out for him. Okay? But we find in Genesis chapter 11, they began to have a visitation that they did not know. And the Lord said, i got to do something. So he came down and he said, let us go down and let us confound their language. Now, what does that mean? Because in that time, everybody spoke the same language. He came down and touched their language and immediately brought a disruption because the Lord said this. This is how powerful unity is, and this is why the enemy does not want a local church or the church abroad to be unified with the things of God. Because God himself said this in Genesis 11. He said when he came down and saw what they was doing, he said we have to do something because there is nothing that can stop them from fulfilling what they're trying to do. They was making brick. They was making mortar. They had all of the resources, and they kept building. I don't know how tall this thing got before God came and visited, but there was a space of time. He let them do some things. But after he came down and looked at it, he said, they're going to accomplish what they have set out to do. And he said, they can't be exalted to my level. They can't get into the heavenlies. And therefore, he came down and touched them. And they was disrupted and disturbed and they was scattered abroad. Hear me this morning. The disruption that came from confounding their language, while it looked like it was total devastation, it was really a setup by God. Now, I don't have time to preach this this morning, but please hear me. There, and I, I feel by the unction of the Lord to share this with you today, that because of all of the garbage that we're seeing all around the globe, but especially all of the garbage that we've been seeing in the church world, God has came and gave an unexpected visitation. He sat in churches and nobody even knew he was there. He's been in some houses and nobody even knew he was there. But he was taking inventory and he says, I've got to touch something. And it wasn't to destroy you and it's not to destroy the church, but it is to bring the church and to bring people to the place that God wants them to be in this season. Because he said this, my, my command hasn't changed. I still want the earth to be replenished. I still want the earth to be reached. And therefore we find because of him touching their language in Genesis chapter 11, if you read Genesis chapter 12, you will find that all of the tribes began to be Positioned, All of the people began to be realigned. They were scattered abroad. But notice, out of that devastation, something happened. God went and spoke to the heart of a man by the name Abram. His father was an idol worshiper. He went and he spoke to the heart of Abram before he ever asked for the hand of Abram. And he went and spoke to the heart of Abram and he said, listen, if you will trust me, 
if you will walk in unity with me. See, I didn't forget where I started. I wasn't on a rabbit trail. He said, if you'll walk in unity with me, he said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make a covenant with you. You'll be the father of the Hebrew nation. And your seed will be like the grains of sand. Can I tell you this morning, if you are somebody that has accepted Christ as your Savior, you are of the seed of Abraham. Now, what does that really mean? It means if I'm the seed of Abraham, I'm under the covenant blessing that Abraham had. But in order for me to walk in that covenant blessing and that commanded blessing, I have to be somebody that's in unity with my father as well as my brothers and sisters. And that's why the enemy is always trying. He's always stirring. He's always moving. Because listen, when you begin to allow the enemy to take you in this direction, when God says to be here, you begin to abandon the blessing. The blessing's still there. But you've just walked outside of the blessing. And hear me this morning. We cannot afford to be outside of the blessing. Because here's what I began to hear the Lord speak in my spirit in recent days. And, and I would minister on it. Uh, but then the Lord changed me to this, uh, this, this vein this morning. He said, before you can get them to that place, uh, you're going to have to tell them, we got to make sure that we're safeguarding our lives. Uh, we're safeguarding our families. Uh, listen, uh, what I'm saying is this. We cannot be one way in the church and live another way in our homes. Uh, you cannot be in unity here uh, and out of unity there. Uh, listen, uh, it's living a life of integrity, uh, living a life above reproach. Uh, being a man or woman of God, uh, listen, uh, you never know who's watching. Uh, you never know who's uh, observing. Uh, I had one of the most strangest phone calls last week in my life that I would never, never would have dreamed that I would have had. Uh, but somebody very distant uh, in my family uh, has watched my life uh, from afar. Uh, and I'll just say this way, uh, and I don't say this arrogantly or, or anything, uh, but in my older days, uh, I will be a wealthy man. And I don't even know why. I guess my kids will enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll die with a little bit, okay? Because they said this, we've watched your life. We trust you. Uh, this and this and this. Uh, we saw that you stayed in unity with the word. Uh, we saw that you stayed in unity uh, with the things of God. Uh, what I'm telling you is this. Uh, people are watching you. Uh, and you are a testimony. Uh, you are a reflection. Uh, and when people see you, uh, they say, well, is that what the church is? Uh, listen, uh, when they see you in unity, that is what the church is. Uh, but when they see you in conflict against one another, uh, when they see you in chaos, uh, that's not the church. Uh, so therefore, you're leading them in a direction uh, that is not of God. Uh, and there is no blessing. There is no increase uh, in your life. But hear me this morning. Uh, I got to tell you today, uh, the abandoned blessing uh, is not where God wants you to live and dwell. Uh, but there is a commanded blessing. Uh, and he says, I command that blessing uh, when there is unity. Uh, just like it was uh, when the oil began to be poured down upon Aaron's head and beard uh, and went to the skirt of his garment. Uh, he simply said this. Uh, he said, it is like that. Uh, I will saturate you uh, with my love. I will saturate you with my anointing. Uh, I will saturate you uh, in all of the areas of your life. You'll be blessed going in, blessed going out. Uh, listen, uh, that's why you and I have to become unified with the word of God. Uh, we got to walk according to his commandments, to his statutes. Uh, I'm not giving you a list of do's and don't. Uh, I'm not here to tell you to be religious, uh, but I'm telling you this morning, uh, you got to be in relationship with your heavenly father. Uh, and when he speaks into your heart, uh, you walk it out by faith uh, and watch him begin to bring blessing to your life. Uh, listen, uh, I'm going to walk blessed. Uh, I'm not going to allow the enemy to divide uh, and to steal uh, in this season, but I, in the midst of 
at times uh, I'm going to experience uh, the blessing of the Lord. Uh, Notice with me, just like in Genesis 11, uh, we find, uh, he said, I'm going to touch their language. Uh, I'm going to confound them. I'm going to bring a disruption, uh, but that's going to set the stage for the blessing. Uh, Can I tell you in the midst of all of the stuff going on in our nation, uh, I will stand here today and tell you uh, that there has been unnoticed visitation from the throne room of heaven. Uh, God has come down. Uh, he has looked at the United States of America. Uh, he has looked at the church within sight of her. Uh, and he has allowed things to happen. Uh, and everybody says, well, I don't understand it. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, he's bringing us back into covenant relationship. And we are about to experience a commanded blessing uh, in the midst of everything that's breaking, uh, in the midst of everything that is full of chaotic behavior. Uh, I will tell you this, uh, men that are exalting themselves uh, is soon to be cut down. Uh, those that said we will reach the heavenlies, uh, nothing can stop what we're doing. Uh, we will get our agenda. Can I tell you, they do not know uh, that God is getting ready to touch in a very unique way, uh, but the church uh, is about to receive the blessing uh, because the church is, uh, comes back into unity uh, with the Lord. Uh, that is why we've been pushed prayer. That's why we've been pushed to fasting. That's why he's led us back to the word. He wants us to be under the commanded blessing. And I stand here and tell you this morning that the Lord would say to you if you will unify with one another if you will unify with his word there is nothing that's able to separate you but you will get ready to walk into the best season of your life and while everything is shaking there will be a Goshen for the people of God and the world will wax their head they will not understand but the blessing is going to be released upon the people that is in unity with him this morning the blessing is not based on gifts and talents but it is solely based upon being in unity with him and his word I'm going to leave you with this this morning Hebrews 10 22 through 25 says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. I looked at this passage of Scripture and I realized the urgency. The Lord is saying, when you see everything that you see now, do it the more so. What he was saying is this. Don't just come and sing a song. Don't just come and hear a message. But come together in unity because it is in the unity that the blessing begins to flow. That's why it's so important that we have an understanding of the early church in Acts chapter 2 and 42, I believe it is. It simply says that they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Notice, they drawn together and they walked in a manner that turned the world upside down the only thing that's keeping us from turning our world upside down is our lack of unity we must once again learn how to pray together break bread together fellowship together Encourage one another, even in our weaknesses and any of our failures. The days that seem so far gone in the American culture we must pause and ask ourselves if everything that we left was really beneficial. I have fond memories of dinner on the ground 
I have fond memories of fellowship meetings on Friday nights and Saturday nights with churches from all over the region. I have fond memories of homecoming Sunday afternoon, 32 o'clock. After you've been in church all day, you jump in a car and go to somebody else's church because it's homecoming. Some of you probably got excited about the dumplings and the apple pies, but even in the midst of all of that carnality, the Lord still showed up because the church was unified. What I'm saying today is this. We have experienced so much change that now it's not even in our nation, it's not even just in our church, but it's even in our homes because we sit in the living room with strangers. We've lost the ability to converse with our spouse, our children, but yet we can sit in the same room with them and desire to talk to somebody else through text or social media or play with apps instead of doing life with the people that we love most. The lack of unity in the home affects the level of unity here, which then affects a harvest field out there. That's why There's a harvest that's white and ready, but yet the labors are few. In a strategic meeting not long ago, by some very capable of men and organizations in this nation, was looking at security threats and terrorist threats things of that nature and was making their list compiling their list of who is the most dangerous organizations that we need to look at who can give us the most problems who should we really be concerned that would hinder our agenda and our safety the church was mentioned but just for a fleeting moment they talked about how many in this nation are committed to a local house of worship and we talked about the strength of numbers and all of those things but they quickly came to the conclusion that well we don't have to necessarily worry about the church they're not that big of a threat and the reason they come to that conclusion was this this was outsiders looking in their conclusion was there they could be a severe threat but they're not really a threat because the church in America can't stay unified long enough to accomplish anything please hear me today the commanded blessing will never come to our lives to our houses of worship until we get to a place where the blessing is able to be released when we walk in unity. We have once again have to learn in this nation that it's okay to agree to disagree. Just because we may have a difference of opinion does not mean I'm your enemy nor vice versa. That's what certain individuals and groups want it to be because they understand the power of unity. Today, as we move forward, my prayer is that we become more unified than we've ever been with one another, but especially with him. And as well as our brothers and sisters across this community, across the state and across the nations. The Lord is never into the tearing down business. 
he is always in to uplifting and restoring. As they come to the piano this morning, I know this is a little different, but today I, I stand before you knowing that God is doing some amazing things in the earth. Revival fire is burning and moving in many places. And we are seeing a move of God even in this house. The lives of men and women, lives of our young people, our young adults. And I give God all the praise and all the glory for that. And I believe we're just at the beginning. I've seen God bless. I've seen God do things. He's continuing to do things. And we stand in awe of what he is doing. But as your pastor today, I make one request. I don't make too many requests of you, but I make one request today. But going forward, that we be very sensitive. Because the enemy would love to stifle and to stop what God is desiring to do in this house and many other houses just like it across this nation. And my request is that we be very sensitive that we think before we speak. That we don't give birth to negativity concerning our brothers and sisters. That we don't tear down because somebody maybe not lived up to your standard. Be careful not to discredit another ministry, another pastor, another organization you say why is that it's because there's always ears that's listening and if you have to think about something before you say it maybe you shouldn't really say it anyway and if you say something and say well don't say that I said then I know you shouldn't say it okay because if you can't say it in the presence of somebody you should say it You say, why is that so important? It's because this move of God that's taking place in the earth today and that God is getting ready. Out of the chaos of Genesis 11, Genesis 12 birthed a covenant and a blessing that is still running. But we are coming into the latter moments of this age and the Bible's very clear that when we see everything that's going on in our world today that we are to look up for our redemption draws nigh now if that is true if we believe the word of God to be true that means we're also living in the time where it says that the latter house shall be greater than the former I do not want anything to hinder what God's about to do in this house. I don't want anything to hinder what God is about to do in the Whitewater Valley. I know some people kind of washed their hands and said, oh, this and that. But listen, there has been prophetic utterances over this area. And I will stand here and tell you by the unction of the Holy Spirit today that the Whitewater Valley all the way down through the Appalachian Mountains... There's getting ready to be a resurgence of the Holy Ghost that's getting ready to set this nation ablaze. And that's why the enemy is working so hard to try to get you to be separated. And that's why this whole, I understand this pandemic has some real elements to it. I'm not saying that. We've dealt with it for a year and a half. But this was very much a demonic attack upon humanity to stifle and stop the church in its tracks to try to hinder an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that's going to bring a harvest of souls before the return of the Lord. So we got to make sure that we're navigating through everything in a very sensitive manner. 
But today, let me take you back to Psalms 133 and we're going to pray. Behold means look, take notice how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Why is it so good and why is it so pleasant? Is because he says, where two or three are together, together in my name, I will be in the midst. So if I can get in unity with you and you can get in unity with me, he's a man that cannot lie. That means he's ever present. And I don't want you to miss this. That means if he's present, darkness has to flee, sickness is canceled, strongholds are broken, demonic oppression has to go because light and darkness cannot dwell at the same time. So if there's some areas in your life that seems dark today, I hear I'm going to ask you this simple question. We're going to pray. Can you honestly say right now that you're in complete unity with God, His Word, and His will for your life, and are you in unity with your brothers and sisters? Meaning this, do you have an odd against your brother? It can be whatever. I don't care what it is. I don't want to know what it is. But here's what I will tell you about if you have an all against one another. The Lord says if you bring a gift and lay it down on the altar and there's an alt, he said, leave your gift there and get up and go make it right. He said, because I'm not receiving what you offered. You can tithe, you can give, you can support, do everything. But God says, I can't bless it. I can't breathe on it. I can't increase it because you're out of unity with one another. He's saying is I can't dwell where there's dysfunction. Dysfunction has become the norm in our nation. But dysfunction is not the norm of the house of God. And it shouldn't be the norm in your life. He loves you. He says, get in unity with one another. Get in unity with me and I will command a blessing. And when the Lord begins to command a blessing, you can't begin to hold everything that he has. This morning, let's be the people that God's called us to be. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.